Hello, Polytopians. Thanks for tuning into the Polytopian Times. I'm your host, Sam, and today we are joined by eSpark. Hey, eSpark. Hello, Sam. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be back. Ah, real pleasure to have you back. Yeah, it's been a hot second, and I mean, I know folks have probably been real eager to see what uh, what your thoughts are since we got the whole big update with the uh, the naval rework, Path in the Ocean. Um, so without further ado, I want to make anybody wait. Let's hop right into it. So, I mean, off the bat, I mean, I've, I've given, like, my minor thoughts on some changes and obviously, like, oh, Symanti feels stronger, a couple of little things. But I'm really curious how you feel about how the game's changed. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I'm just really excited that the game is changing, that there's a new meta, and that it's just bringing a lot of good fan energy. Now, there are people who who really don't like the changes, but most mm. fans and players really like it and it just again it re-energizes the fan base and um brings a new energy that i'm really looking forward to it's it's fun now yeah 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 i agree with that i like the uh i like oh it feels like there's a different pacing almost too like yes yeah yeah it, it's a it's a good change a lot less rider road rush but you can still totally do it but um i mean like uh, I'm glad they, you know, changed the whole into the sea bit a little bit because mm-hmm. there was a big heavy rush to just like only go naval at first. I feel like for a lot of tribes, that yeah, got stale. Over overarching, the main changes are the game is slower because with the mm-hmm. cost of roads going up and lumber huts going up, it just takes longer to get your economy going. Um, which is you know for better or worse, it's just across the board, it's a slower longer game um and there's more of an emphasis on getting in the water now of course it depends on the map right but maps that have any kind of water even if it's lakes or continents um really there's a more effort to get on the water whereas before maybe you didn't need to do that as much like you said you could do rider roads or other things um but i think that's what the devs wanted i think the developers wanted to make more naval and more interesting naval and they wanted to slow down the game. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. I think that's a good, good way of looking at it. It kind of makes sense too. Cause you know, it, it, oh, if, if there's more time in the game, it feels like there's more space for different strategies to unfold. Yeah. I don't know if that's, yeah. So I, I do like where that direction's going. Um, you know, good point. There's a lot more to the sea. So, you know, we got like a whole bunch of different units, but like they function different ways too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what I've heard is the number one, if you had to pick the number one thing that this update was about was getting rid of um, battleship spam. Because yeah. before naval combat was just getting battleships, getting them in the water, giant battleships, you know, and just spamming them, which yeah. is not interesting. It's just not interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah, it becomes a problem on, like, basically every single map type except maybe lakes and drylands. Yeah. Even then, yeah. I feel like some lakes, you know? Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good call out. Oh, on the note of GBSs, those juggernauts feel a lot different. Like, they're fun. They do feel easy to kill, but, like, I don't know, they almost feel more powerful in some ways than 
the battleships could be sometimes just because like you get so much damage done in one go and like they still mm-hmm. got decent stats right like um what was it if you put aquatism on one of them they got the the four defense points i think in the water mm-hmm. but they That's... have that stiff which means they yes. don't retaliate when attacked so i've heard it described as kind of like rock paper scissors for the different naval units in that they each have right their strengths and their weaknesses um so you can't really just get one type even if you just got all juggernauts like that would not be a good navy you need to have different approaches to really be successful which is cool i really like that it's more complex it's more nuanced right it's not just one size fits all Mm -hmm. definitely agree yeah that, but uh, yeah, those those jugs, they really hit hard. It gives you, um, I think, it's six defensive points, which is nice with the landing craft. But like, yeah, to your point, too, you don't just go with jugs. It's It was a nice answer to what do we do about GBSs because like you don't want to take away people's ability to have something nice with a giant. But like, they're incredibly powerful and they wind up being a giant meat target anyways a meat shield soaking up hits so mm-hmm. yeah stiff's a good call um and then bombers have got stiff but with the two defense i actually find in the later game and and oh if you feel the same about your combination because the folks i'm playing with are um still learning how to play in this yeah. meta along with me yeah but i'm i'm seeing it shift a lot more to rammers and bombers supporting that and right. sales are going away yeah because like they just die too fast or is I think of bombers a lot like catapults on the ocean. I mean, other than Mm. that, they have the splash ability, which makes them feel more like a dragon. But, you know, the bombers um, don't have dash, right? So they cannot move and attack on the same turn. And they have the stiff trait. So, and like you said, they have the two defense. So I saw one game where there was a night chain that went through the bombers because a bomber without a defense bonus will die to um, a knight. (laughs) (laughs) no it's true it's true and that's why i thought like in my mid games with these folks i've been seeing a lot of so it's more rammers and sales sales are fast they're nimble they can hit what they need but again they're easy to kill and then the rammers are really the bulky stuff that can take a hit get into a city Mm -hmm. or whatever but like i've been seeing as as the game goes on like once the once our sea catapults or bombers are in place usually a couple of turns behind a city or whatever parked away Mm -hmm then the sales stop coming out. It's just turning into more rammers, trying to capitalize on bomber hits where you get those splash damage or whatever, trying to kill the other bombers too, because yeah. the only things that can survive the hits, supported by some jugs, and I don't see sales as much. In fact, I find myself rarely using them in the mid or late game, except like targets of opportunity. If I can kill a bomber by making a sale and game into range to get that range point of damage in, I'll do that instead. But otherwise, it's like it feels sometimes like the... Five stars are better spent on the rammer because the defender is less likely to die before it gets an attack. It's so situational. It's yeah. so situational. I mean, in the beginning, you know, you need that scout unit. The scout replaced the sailboat. Technically, mm. it's a scout. Um, and the scouts have the great vision, right? And you need that tech anyways um, for fishing. So a lot of times you'll end up getting the um, fishing tech before you get the aquaculture because you're like, I want the fish. And the scout as its name implies, gives you that scouting ability, which has the vision that battleships used to have. So a lot of times people start with scouts um, because the fishing, and then later they'll get rammers. And then usually bombers don't come into play 
Um, but a lot of times they'll do right with the starfish, right? So because mm -hmm. navigation gives bombers and starfish. So if you have a couple starfish within range, then usually it's an investment that pays itself. Yeah, yeah. And in the games I've been playing, that's generally how it's been happening. You'd go with the sailboats early on and then rammers will show up and they'll work in conjunction. And then usually it's a starfish gamble trying to rush out whatever's in the open ocean or in each other's borders. And then because I'm playing with noobs, they don't blow that on. Well, sometimes they blow it on giant spamming it out and you're building up your economy. So that's something. But usually it's like, oh, all of a sudden there's two bombers that are showing up just right behind your city in striking range. That's fine. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's 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 good. I guess on that note, have you had any fun fights over starfish? No, not so much. In the beginning, I thought starfish would be really important. But the more I play on this, the more um, starfish are not so much the priority. Because a lot of times by the time you get there, you know, navigation might cost 13 or 15 stars. And then you're like, well, I'm not going to spend 15 stars to get 10 stars mm -hmm. back unless there's two starfish within range. Um, so a lot, I've seen some people just are like, yeah, I'll get the starfish later. Like it's not. But then there are also times where getting that, you know, maybe two or three starfish, like gives you a huge boost in stars. Um, but I've heard someone say that the whole starfish mechanic is, it's like a snowball effect. Mm. So if you're the first one on the water and the first one to get navigation and the first one to harvest the starfish, you're already winning. So starfish reward the player that's ahead. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's what I've been seeing actually. And, one of my most recent games, I had a, a starfish fight with a friend of mine who um, I, I think I got a slightly better spawn with one or two more cities on my half of the continent. But he went to see it about the same time. I started with Quetzal, he did Barter, who was rushing giants and stuff. But then I also noticed he was going for starfish. I didn't see bombers just yet, but I noticed him going after the starfish. And I didn't know at first if he was going after them, but I saw him disappear. So I started to fight him over the starfish and I had to go get navigation myself so I could get those stars up and take them away from him. And, you know, he'd already gotten the bombers up. And yeah, it's, uh, that was actually the game I think I was most heavily referring to because like by the end of that game, the way the continent was jutting out for barter, I really couldn't get the bombers behind him. And I had to have rammers up front with some jugs to try and do like the stomp on landing and try and do the the group hit and i just could not get to the bombers we both got aquatism so the bombers all of a sudden aren't that soft and squishy i mean they don't do damage back but two sails all of a sudden really aren't yeah. getting the kills and yeah i let it go too long then yeah yeah and the one thing i've seen with this is that um on land archers are really useful um mm. and shields defenders because defenders make great naval units right because they have more hit points and it leads to diplomacy and you know getting um the cloaks on the water is still really great on land or on water so they didn't mess right that's unchanged all the yes. diplomacy units like the right the cloaks and the daggers and stuff is identical um but those are also on the path of the organization strategy diplomacy. So getting uh, strategy and getting defenders, I think is um, more valuable now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, that totally checks out. And then um, 
So obviously we played with uh, the the cloaks a little bit, but um, archers was actually really appreciated because especially with I find the rivers on continents, it's yeah. kind of nifty. You shoot just across, yeah. And your catapults have to come up right to the edge. You can dodge just out of range and then pop back up close enough to shoot them. If the, yeah, so that was that was fun to play with. But then he went hard with catapults. And then the other thing I just keep running into, and, and this um, Mars was even saying this um, on the Discord, one of our uh, Discord members. Um, yeah, real good guy, smart fella. He's been playing a lot of games with me with Simanti and just kicking my butt left and right. And I've been trying to use all the standard tribes, and I even tried to players one on one. And I realized about <laughs> halfway through, um, the whole map in a one v one with Simanti is Simanti spawn, so everything has a bunch of fungi that I can never access. So I can yeah. keep up in special units. Yeah, that was that was well, not a good call. And with Simanti, the way you used to counter it is with roads, right? Yep. Roads, and now. You know, the roads cost more. So I think that boosts Simanti because you can't get to them and fight them as well. Um, and also Simanti land, you know, has a lot of forests. So now with huts costing more, you can't grow as much of your economy. So, yeah. but we'll see. The devs have, the developers have said that they plan to do another rework of the special tribes. So right now, I think all the special tribes are kind of in limbo, right? They, they're yeah. not to so the, the there's gonna we should expect more changes to the special tribes relatively soon. That makes sense. Yeah, that and that checks out. Actually, that Mars had asked me like, "Do you feel that's been fixed now?" And my answer was kind of a cop out because I was like, "Yeah, I can't really say. There's gonna be more coming." But yeah, there's gonna yeah. be more. Like, it is fun, though. Algae on continents makes them, like, I feel really versatile. They're really easy to get that first centipede out in your stuff. Yes. You can't counter, like you said. And then even, like, mid-late game on dry lands or land-heavy stuff, swords don't have a defense bonus, so you're forced to push out defenders on your front lines, which are not great. I did that on a Symanti game on continents. I put down algae, which is acted as a bridge, and I just stormed across, and that was really effective because... The continents map now, a lot of times it's only separated by one tile. So yeah, there's bridges in roads, which you can use. But if you're Simanti, that algae can give you really early access to cross those little rivers and get onto the other landmass. Mm -hmm. Faster and cheaper. And you mm -hmm. get a pop for it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's win, win, win. I was, uh, Really, some cool stuff. I guess the Exeda thing is nice, but like, I don't know. Nah. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How often do you play those? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Exodus did need a boost, but really, like, still nobody uses them. But they, they needed some <laughs> help. But so it's better than before, but still, like, yeah. big whoop, right? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody got happier, it was uh, yeah, that. And Pangeas, oh my. Did they really just, uh, the, oh, both the map types, the revamps, there's way more maps that Simanti love because it's like Pangeas just dry lands in the center. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Pangea is just dry lands in the center, which is nice. But I know they're still also tweaking some of the map gen stuff because Continents does weird stuff sometimes. So I know they're that's still a work in progress, the map gen. Yeah, well, no, I'm just glad to see there is progress, right? Oh, I'm really <laughs> pleased. Um, yeah, I mean, Mijiwan can be very slow with some things, but... Um, this i feel like this um the path from the beta like putting it in the beta they did a couple re uh updates with the beta and they listened to players feedback they really 
you know, because there was like in the beginning, there was this awful like fire animation. Do you remember that when you captured a village? Yeah. And really like nobody liked that. People were like, this is awful. And they listened and they took it out. Thankfully. Yeah. But you don't need my rivals to know I'm catching every free village left. <laughs> so I'm optimistic that, you know, Mijuan will be listening to fans, updating things. Um and yeah, I'm just overall big picture. I'm excited to see changes to the game and seeing fans interested. And it's, yeah, it's re-energizing, breathing new life into kind of an old game that could use a little kick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good to see the uh, community uh, feeling back and at it again. <laughs> well, um, I suppose we have some more to dive into in more detail, but we were going to keep it into separate episodes. So it's not one of those giant hour and a half long parts. So Yeah, because we could still talk about, oh, you know, lighthouses and markets, but we can save that for another time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, at that point, we might as well call it here. So, uh, can I put in a plug? Oh, absolutely. I want to put in a plug for the Poly Champions 1v1 High Roller Tournament. Have you heard about this, Sam? Um, I think I saw a notification on the discords, but I didn't read it in detail. I won't lie. <laughs> so it, it, we're kind of in the off season right now. Season 15 is kind of winding down. Season 16 won't start until like mid to late January. So right now is kind of just the off season. So we have an optional 1v1 uh, mirror match tournament. It's using a new bot um, that was written just for this. And um, basically you bid a certain amount, of, you bet a certain amount of chips and you challenge someone to a 1v1. And if you win, then you get their chips. And so the person at the end of the tournament with the most chips gets a prize. So I encourage everyone, if you want to try out the new um, Path of the Ocean update, get some practice um, and just feel like having some fun. It's again, it's not ranked. It's nothing ELO. It's totally um, just for fun. Um, but there are some good prizes. Mm -hmm. I encourage people to check that out. It's on the Poly Champions Discord. Yeah, go give that a check out. It's always good to have some off-season games. And besides, you can look at those 1v1s as excellent practice opportunities, right? Yep. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, we've got our plug-in. I don't actually have anything to plug myself at this point. But, uh, you know, we'll have more episodes coming. So I guess there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, glad to have you back again. Well, um... Thanks as always for tuning in, Polytopians, and until next time, we'll see ya.